Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 15th of November, 2023. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Flyers back in action tonight in Carolina looking to avenge an earlier season. October 30th, 3-2 loss against Carolina at Wells Fargo Center where they went into the third period tied at two. We're hoping for lots of goals tonight so we can get lots of Penn Medicine assists. What does that mean? Well, that means for every Flyers assist this season, Penn Medicine and the Flyers, they are teaming up. They'll be donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need for each one of those assists. Looks like Carter Hart will be back in action coming up tonight down in Carolina. So had a chance to go to practice yesterday, and you're going to hear a couple conversations in this episode. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with Carter after practice and also sit down with Owen Tippett, who boy, just looks like a player that is gaining confidence by the, the, the heap load right now in the way he's playing, the decisions that he's making on the ice. And we're going to talk about, you know, with both of those players, the way the Flyers are playing different. We talked about that in yesterday's episode about how much different this team is attacking and transition. I also sat down yesterday with uh, head coach John Tortorella, and we taped our Hockey and Hounds weekly segment and talked about that very thing, about how different of an approach it is this year than it was last year. I even asked Torts, and I think it'll be out later today for Hockey and Hounds, have you ever had a year in your coaching career where with the same team one season to the next, there's been such a huge philosophical difference in you know structure or system and he said no it it is it was done purposely um, to get this team more goals more rush opportunities defend less stress the opponent more all those things now coming with that and this is where we're going to get back to Carter Hart in just a second is look when you're trying to play fast in transition and you're trying to stretch the ice constantly and you're selling out a little bit more for offense, that comes at a cost. What's the cost? Well, you're going to give up more odd man rushes. You're going to give up some opportunities against as a result of that. What you're hoping is the case is that you create way more great chances in transition than you give up, number one. And obviously you hope that what you score in transition is much more than you give up. So you end up net positive on really both of those. And so far, the team has been so much better in transition. It's so much more exciting to watch. Now, I was not a guy that in the 90s enjoyed watching the New Jersey Devils play the trap or Scotty Bowman's Red Wings play the left wing lock, which just clogged the hell out of the neutral zone. And the game became being played from the top of the circle in the D zone to the top of the circle in the offensive zone. And it was, it just wasn't a a brand of hockey that was exciting. It was winning hockey back then. I don't think you can get away with it and win with that in today's game. Now in the playoffs is different. That's different. But in the regular season, the NHL, you got to punch in some more offense. And one thing John Tortorella said is that Danny Briere is an offensive guy. He wants more offense. So this was a conscious choice to take on a little added risk and some rush attempts against to get the reward of more rush opportunities for. 
And I think one of the things, too, is, you know, going into the season, you have these narratives. Oh, the Flyers don't have any high-end talent or the Flyers don't have any speed. They're slow. They're blah, blah, blah. Um, and they may not have what you would deem as high-end talent when you compare it to, obviously, like a McDavid or Dreisaitl or even an Eichel in Vegas or, you know, some other players around the league, Toronto with Marner, Matthews, and others. So it, it doesn't compare to that. And we're hoping that's on the way with Cutter Gauthier and with Matt Michkov. But there is some speed here, and there is skill here. Travis Konechny is a skilled player. Owen Tippett is a modern-day NHL power forward. He's not the old-school Cam Neely power forward, but he's a modern-day NHL power forward. It's kind of the transition from the Cam Neely power forward John LeClaire into the Milan Lucic to now where we are with a guy like Owen Tippett because you got to be able to skate. Can't skate in today's game, can't play. It's that simple. Can't skate, can't play. You have to be able to skate. You have to be able to keep up. And Owen Tippett's a good skater and a powerful skater, a fast skater, and a skater that when he's at full tilt can still handle the puck and make decisions what he's confident is which, with what we're seeing right now. So we'll see Owen Tippett tonight in Carolina. We'll see Carter Hart tonight. And in speaking with Carter, he caught about a food poisoning in Anaheim. So he goes on the trip. First game of the trip is San Jose. He's not activated yet for that game. But he's back from the injury in time for the Friday game in Anaheim. Goes out to dinner with the boys. Has the halibut and gets food poisoning. <laughs> kidding me right you chomping at the bit you're trying to get back from dealing with the injury and then boom you end up with food poisoning and he talking to him you'll hear my conversation with him but even beyond what you hear here i had a chance to just kind of shoot it with him for a little bit i mean it was tough it was a tough bout of food poisoning which is why i think he couldn't go saturday either because it lingered i mean he lost a lot of weight if anybody's had pretty severe food poisoning i have it is no party, man. It is as brutal as it gets, stomach and everywhere in between. And he lost a bunch of weight from it. But back at practice today, and I thought he looked really, really sharp at practice today. So let's get to Carter Hart. We're going to go to Carter first, then we're going to look at Carolina, and then we're going to go to Owen Tippett. So uh, earlier uh, yesterday, after practice, before the team departed for Carolina, I had a chance to catch up with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. This with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Uh, you're back. You look sharp. How do you feel? I feel really good. A uh, few days to recover and um, from a sickness, and I uh, feel a lot better. Getting back out after missing some time with the injury and then a couple with the sickness, do you start to really itch to get back out with the boys and, and compete, especially like on a road trip like that out on the West Coast? It's a really good bonding experience. I know you were on the trip, but still. Yeah, I mean, just the last two games, when you're uh, sick like that, you're not really around the boys. So um, always good to be back in the room with them and, and just be around them. I mean, the last two days there, I just kind of was isolated to my room. So um, it's nice to be back back with them. Um, talk about, you know, kind of settling into the season. Um, it's early. When do you get to that point where you kind of feel like you're settled into the rhythm of the travel, the grind of the full, the full thing? I think we've had a lot of travel already. So, I'm, I mean... Uh, we haven't played too many divisional games. Uh, I think this is only our second one here tomorrow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's our second divisional game with Carolina. 
again. Um, so it's be your third because you played Columbus opening night. Columbus, yeah. So uh, we haven't had too many divisional games, so we've had a lot of travel, and it's been good for us to get that travel in early with the boys and uh, get to know the new players, new guys, and and do some team bonding together. And and uh, no, I think we're we're definitely getting into um, crunch time where where we're. We're playing every other day now, and we got a busy schedule this month and uh, a lot of back-to-backs, and I think this is kind of where uh, the, the season picks up, the intensity picks up. Uh, the first month or so, you're just kind of getting back into into playing hockey again and shaking off the rust, and, and now the intensity is starting to really pick up. Let me ask you about what's happening in front of you. You guys seem to play much faster in transition. As soon as a turnover takes place, whether it's inside your zone and you're going the other way right away. As a goaltender, do you notice how fast your team is playing and getting back on the attack? Yeah, I mean, they've done a really good job of transition hockey this year, um, reloading, tracking back, uh, and turning the puck up quick and, and trying to catch teams uh, sleeping and, and just with that quick transition offense. And I think it's been uh, a really bright spot of this team this year. It, it doesn't allow the team defending them to get into their structure. From a goalie perspective, when teams do that against you, like Carolina is a team that does that a lot. They jump on you really fast and you know really get back on you before you can get into the structure. From a goaltending perspective, that's an added stress, is it not? Uh, no, I mean... Something that you prepare for and you pre-scout and um, you know it's coming. You know it's coming, and you just have to be ready at all times. And um, I mean, Carolina is a team that's done that for the last couple of years under Rod Brindamore, and, and I think it's something that we're we're starting to build into our team and, and into our style. And we're a young, fast team, and and uh, trying to build uh, build an identity here for the future. Carter, thanks for doing this. Thank you. Uh, there he is, Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. And yeah, I mean. You pre-scout a team, and but that pre-scout tells you that you better be on your, you better be dialed into the details and ready to go because they can be attacking you as quick as you think you're attacking them. That's the point in transition. You know, you're being attacked, but all of a sudden, or you're doing the attacking, but then all of a sudden the puck turns over and now you're being attacked. You don't have a chance to go, okay, they have the puck, let's, let's set up. That's kind of the point of it. Now we saw the fly, or Carolina rather, back on October 30th. Flyers played Carolina at Wells Fargo Center. That was that 3-2 Carolina win. Freddie Anderson was superb in that third period. Carter Hart was good in that period, too. He just gave up a, a really tough one. Uh, and I believe the goal was Tavo Taravine and that scored it right in the slot. Beautiful shot. But since then, here's what's going on since then. The Canes have played five games. The Flyers have played six since that game on October 30th. Canes have a record of 3-2 and two over that time. Two of them are overtime wins. Uh, they scored 14 goals in those five games. So just, what is that? Just a tick over three goals or, excuse me, 14, tick under three goals per game. Uh, scored, and they've allowed 12 over the five games. Here's who they beaten over that time. Who who are the five games that they played against? Well, since then, they they lost to the New York Rangers in New York after they played the Flyers. Uh, then they lost, or they won, rather, against the New York Islanders on the island, 4-3 in overtime. They beat Buffalo 3-2 in overtime back home. Then they went to Florida and lost 5-2, to and then they beat Tampa on the road 4 to nothing. So that's what they've done since the Flyers and Canes last played. Now, the Flyers in that time, since October 30th, have played six games. They have a record of 3-3. Three and three. They have scored 18 goals, so three goals per game. And they've allowed 18 goals, so three goals per game. And when you look at these two teams, you know, it's interesting to me. I always look for these like kind of things that kind of bind teams together, but what separates them? 
So Flyers have played 16 or 15 games. Canes have played 15 games. Canes have 18 points. Flyers have 15. They're only three points apart in the standings. Flyers record 7-7-1. They're sitting in the fifth spot in the Metropolitan Division. Canes are 9-6-0. They're sitting in the second spot in the Metropolitan Division. Two points up on the Caps and three points up on the Devils. And when you look at it, first of all, Canes are plus two in goal differential. Flyers are plus two in goal differential. When you look at the Flyers, uh, on the season, average goals per game, 3.20 goals per game. Carolina, 3.33. So when you look at goals allowed per games played, Flyers have allowed 3.07 goals per games played. The Carolina Hurricanes have allowed 3.27. So Flyers scoring slightly less, and the Canes are giving up slightly more goals per game. All right, let's go to the next category. Penalty kill. Flyers, 79.2%. Carolina, 78.2%. So nominal difference. Flyers a little bit better on the PK. Then you look at, okay, shots per game. I don't put a lot in the shots. You know that 31.8 for the Flyers. And then for the Canes, they're averaging 34.1. So again, 31.8. So 32 shots per game to 34. Nominal difference. Shots allowed per game. Canes allowed 26 shots per game. The Flyers this season averaged 27.5. So pretty close. Canes a little bit better in the faceoff circle, just over 50% at 51.8. Flyers under 50% at 45.8. Okay. The big difference is one category. One category. It's power play. Yes. And it's not good for the Flyers. When you look at power play in the NHL, the Flyers, it it's something that now 15 games in is still a big problem. Big, big problem. Carolina is ninth in the NHL, 25.5%. That's a very high percentage. Small sample size. It'll probably come down a little bit. But 25.5% is a very good, successful power play. Ninth in the NHL. The Flyers, 32nd in the NHL. Actually, I should say tied for 31st with the St. Louis Blues at 7.7% on the power play. That's the diff- That's really the only category that is vastly different between the Flyers and the Carolina Hurricanes. That, that single category, power play. Now, Carolina does have some highly skilled players. Fetch, Aho, Brent Burns on the back end. They've got some really good players. No question about it. Martin Natchez, Tavo Taravainen. They've got some really good high-end skilled players. Flyers have some too, but Carolina's got more. And that's the difference. I mean, both teams are plus two in goal different. I just went through all the categories. It's pretty wild how close they are in a lot of categories. But it's also speaks to the detriment of the power play being tied for the worst in the NHL. All right, let's get to a man that we're hoping can help the power play. You know, he's a guy that scores, and when he scores, he usually does it with a lot of a uh, uh, st- streaky score. Gets a lot of goals in short periods of time. But last year, he had 27 on the season. He's been really good of late, three over the weekend. It's Flyers forward, Owen Tippett. Owen Tippett. Um, okay, moment of truth. Did you know that it was a forward on that goal in Anaheim that you had to go around? 
Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I saw the, the play kind of break down, and um, I played with Frankie in Florida. So, um, you know, I recognized that it was him, and, um, you know, it's it was just one of those things that with the angle the play was coming at, it just opened up perfectly. If that's a defenseman and he's skating backwards, you can't pull a move like that because it's easy for him to pivot, right? Body positioning matters. Yeah, I think just the way we were coming at it, both skating forward, um, you know, I had a little step on him, which allowed me to bring the puck back to my forehand. And um, like like you're saying, if it's a D-man, it's a different story. Let me ask you about the goal you score in L.A. to open the scoring. Uh, Sean Walker blocks a shot. And you guys are playing so much faster in transition. It's a fun style to play, first of all. But as soon as he blocks that shot, you and TK are off. That, that's such a conscious choice to get more attempts off the rush, right? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's all positional. And um, on that specific one, blocks made a great, great block. And I saw he kind of had some space. And, um, you know, their D were kind of flat-footed. So I think that's why TK and I were able to kind of take off and, and split them. Getting, you know, working off the turnovers in the neutral zone, the D zone, and, and getting right back attacking. No D to D regroups really getting on it. Talk about what that is like from your standpoint as a forward, not having to go through their structure. It's every, it's just more free form. Yeah, it, it, it's great. I think it's helped our game a lot this year. And uh, like you're saying, we're playing a faster style. And, um, you know, with those quick ups, it allows you to kind of read the play better and you're not kind of hesitating and wondering, okay, am I going to be open here if it goes D to D and, and whatnot? So, um, you know, with the mindset of it going straight up, obviously you can't do it every time, but. Um, you know, if that's a mindset and everyone's on the same page, it makes things a lot easier. Does it make it easier because you're obtaining the zone in those situations with possession more as opposed to dumping it and then battling for possession? Is that a big difference why you think, you know, you guys, not only, if, I, don't, I don't calculate a lot by shots. I think it's almost a thin stat, but why you guys are spending more time in the offensive zone? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with everyone kind of going up the ice and, and playing fast, it um, you know, it allows us to gain gain momentum and um, keep possession going in. And if the odd time where we do have to chip it in, we have guys in motion to, to retrieve it faster. Last thing for you. Um, after you score that goal against Anaheim, very emotional response from you. You're a really reserved guy. You're usually under control, but that one seemed to spark you in some way. Am I reading that right? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with just recent personal <laughs> games, I wasn't too happy and I was getting frustrated and, um, you know, I think when you score a goal and, um, you know, even it could be a, it was a big goal too. Yeah. I mean, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't even really the goal. I just felt I was more engaged with, you know, playing the body. And then, you know, in the third period when one does break loose and you're able to find the back and then that, it's, it's a big relief and, uh, you know, lets you play a little bit more free. Tip thanks. Thank you. Uh, there he is. Uh, flyers forward Owen Tippett. And, uh, yeah, sometimes just getting the monkey off your back will help quite a bit. Uh, thanks to Carter. Thanks to Owen Tippett. Thanks to you. We got Flyers-Canes tonight. Fourth game of a four-game road trip. Revenge tour continues tonight in Carolina. They'll pick it up in Philly on Saturday against Vegas, who they had that 2-1 loss to not that long ago. So we'll get to that. Or 3-2 loss. So, excuse me. Uh, so Flyers-Canes tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Join us then on a brand-new Flyers Daily.